This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo. Yo. Hey, yo. Right back at it. TN, 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 talking nets, double A, your boy KM. We don't have that much time to waste because I got to be done at 3.30. I got something to do before my nanny gets done at 4 p.m. I got to take care of the boy Jackson King McPherson. Let's hit the intro and not waste too much time. People will pull up to the chat. Shout out to y'all waiting in the chat. I see you. Jared, early gang, always. Rahala88, on it, always. We got voicemails. The Nets are winning games. We're right in the middle of it. I can't complain. It's the most wonderful time. I'm ready for the football to be done so we can lock more in on basketball without further ado. Talking Nets, I know what number episode it is. It's 217. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Talk to Keith McPherson. Hey, hey, yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 217. On the way to 250, at some point, by the end of the year, I think we'll get to 250. What's up, everybody? Keep McPherson coming right back in. My boy, Double A, Alex, holding me down as well. Alex, how you feeling, bro? Welcome in. Yeah, uh, West Coast trip coming up, so let's see how that goes. That was the first thing on my mind, too. Hold on, we'll get there. 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 Let's see how they're doing in the chat, though. I already shout out Rihala. Rihala say, yo, Nets world, we lit, baby. We are lit. The Nets win games. They win games at home. I We're going to talk about three, maybe four games that still pain me right now from this early part of the season. I think that's where I want to start first, about how you can't, lose these close games because our record would be better than it is right now. We'd be higher up right now if we close like three of these games early on in the season, but whatever positivity talking nets, big respect. You already know we're still out here. Jared, we said, what's up to Jared right away. Hey, Keith and Alex Rahala said we lose to the Kings tonight. Ain't nothing to lose sleep over. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're going to talk about the games that we won. We'll talk about the games coming up. Um, we'll talk about how you're feeling about the team. So, um, man, 
Let's start it off with a vibe check. I feel like that's the best way to get people in the chat to say how they're feeling, uh, whether you're in the holiday spirit, it's the most wonderful time or not, whether your football team is cooked. I know some of y'all are Jets fans. Congrats to the Jets fans on getting a win. I know some of y'all are Giants fans thinking the Giants will win tonight. Why can't they follow up a Jets win, get a win tonight and push to the playoffs? But for all my purposes right now, and I'm a Dallas fan. Oh, oh, here we go. You like the Cowgirls? You're a Dallas fan? I, I can't stand Keith. He's a Nets, Cowboys, Devils, and Yankees fan, bro. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good off of the Cowboys game last night. I fell asleep on the end of the game. I still got to go back and watch it. But, yeah, we're here to talk hoops. Shout out to everybody. BX Rep 19 says in. Was that in? Five, four, three two and just kidding just kidding we're not we're not doing that <laughs> starting over <laughs> uh let's see jared says it would be even more frustrating losing to the suns i know because you're thinking about um 735 over there greg stat with the year ayo keith nice radio show on wfan talking about the knicks and their needs oh you you caught that um I mean, people aren't ready to talk basketball yet, but I mean, that's something that we'll speak on too. The Knicks right now, without Mitchell Robinson and Brunson getting nicked up at the end of that game, and I ended up talking about it on air a little bit, and I know this isn't talking Knicks. I don't even know if talking Knicks is still operating, but in this town, I can't wait till we get Knicks versus Nets. And um, when I look at this Nets schedule, it, it's not that far away. It's December 20th. So we are nine days away from Knicks Nets in Brooklyn. And um, as of right now, Mitchell Robinson is going to miss a lot of time. And Jalen Brunson uh, is questionable. Mitchell Robinson is out eight to ten weeks, so we will not see him. We'll see Hartenstein. Uh, and Jalen Brunson is questionable. I bet you he'll be ready in nine days to play that game. But, yeah, on WFAN, a diehard Knicks fan called in. And, you know, sometimes they just want to check you. They just want to see if you're paying attention to both teams. Obviously, I'm watching the Nets, but I, I have to watch the Knicks too. And what I've said about the Knicks is like, bro, like last year was their chance. Last year, if they would have figured out how to knock off the Heat, who shouldn't have been in that position at all, last year was their chance. Now, this year, the same way they figured it out as a team, the league has figured you out as a team. The same way you have chemistry, the league has film on you and has watched you. And I feel like, they have a lot of the same guy. Uh, they play a lot of guys, but how many guys do they play are game changers? How many of these guys for the Knicks um, do they consider superstars? Jalen Brunson, of course, because he can drop 40. But how many nights is he going out there? He 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 dishing the ball, getting everybody else their shots, making them better. There's a lot of nights where he doesn't ever have double-digit assists. And then Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle in this next juncture, we saw him start off slow, heat up, and I think in this next juncture, you're going to see him try and play hero ball. R.J. Barrett is the number three overall pick. Where is John Morant? Can we get John Morant back in the league? Zion and the Pels. I mean, when you look at when you look at um, R.J. as a third overall pick, at this point, he should be a star in the league, and he's he's not. He's a decent role player. But, yeah, this is talking Nets, not talking Knicks. But, of course, I have to watch the Knicks games because when I go on air, somebody is going to say something. And what I think is in the East, they ain't that much better than the Nets. That's a perfect opportunity to go to the standings right now. Boom. So, man, I wish I took this a little smaller so you could see it better. Let's see. Um, 
either way. Um, in the Eastern Conference, what I want you to really look at is seven, eight, nine. Like, look right there with um, even a little bit higher because the Pacers just got knocked off by LeBron and AD. We'll talk about the in-season tournament, too, now that that's over. The Pacers made a great run, but ultimately – the NBA, they want Lebr LeBron and the Lakers and a marquee brand and, you know, the biggest name in their sport to win it, and they did. But the Pacers made a run. They're 12-8. and eight. The Cleveland Cavs are right there at 13-9. and nine. They've just played more games, and that's one of the games that the Nets should have won opening night where our record would be better. The New York Knicks are 12-9. and nine. Your Brooklyn Nets are 12-9. and nine. Miami Heat were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, 12-10. and 10. The Atlanta Hawks, who are identically mid to the Brooklyn Nets. If you watch that game, what was there? 43 lead changes in that game. That game was so close. And I felt like it was, it was eerily similar to the last Nets game in Atlanta. Uh, Mikhail Bridges wanted that one, but I show you the standings to say it's the title of this episode. We're in it. And I hear y'all calling the voicemail right now. We're in it. Like the Nets are winning games. And when you look at the standings, they're right in the thick of it, right in the middle of it. And let me show you, obviously, the last few games we played, like handling business at home against the Magic, I love because the Magic have been smacking people in Orlando and, and they're one of the top teams. Like as I show you the standings, they're still holding there with 15 wins is number two. But when you go to our last few games, right? Um, okay, we lost to the Heat. We lost to the Sixers, that back-to-back -back stretch. Uh, and then we had three losses in a row. Remember the, the podcast we had where I'm like, Nets need a win tonight, can't lose three in a row. Whatever, there's hella games. So they lose three in a row there. But then they go on to beat the Heat. Yeah, I know um, we we played the B squad, whatever. I'll take the win. They beat the Heat. They beat the Bulls. They beat the Raptors. This stupid-ass game against the Hornets, bro, that game is one that I just can't get out of my mind. It just did not need to happen. They, they just – I don't know what they were thinking that game. I, I know how the end of the game played out, whatever. Losing to the Hornets 129-128 at home, that one's going to burn for a little while because they should be better. Magic, like I said, smack them when they come to Brooklyn. And then you go down to Atlanta, you win again, uh, or you you um, play in Atlanta again and you get the win. Mikael Bridges gets his first win in Atlanta. Wizards, no problem handling them. Then you go out west to face the Nuggets. The Nets have won, what, uh, six out of their last seven games? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six out of their last seven games. They should be seven and oh, in their last seven games. Alex, what do you say to all of that? Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, a lot of people are saying that our record should be better um, than what it is right now, which is 12 and 9. Um, it, I mean, yes, but at the same time, there were a couple games where we could have definitely easily lost. There was the first Miami game where we came back down from like 16. Uh, he, um, uh, Armani Brooks went off that game, and like that was kind of just like uh, yeah. unfath unfathomable. Uh, then we, we had like the first wizard game. We were played 
if we played anyone else, we probably would have lost. We were terrible. that Bulls game with Ben Simmons at the end. What did he have like an illegal screen or something stupid like that at the end of the game? We almost yeah, we, got got then. I think the refs missed a couple calls honestly at the end of the game, and uh, that went our favor. And then there was obviously the the second Bulls game where we were down by twenty, and then we just went off three point wise. Um, so I mean, like, there's some games that we got it, away. It with. balances out. That's a great yeah. take, Alex. That's a yeah. Great so I mean, I mean, obviously the first two kind of sucked, but I mean, yeah, you can make a legit argument that we could have we could have easily been on an eight game winning streak with the close losses against the Hornets and the Hawks. But uh, I'm looking at like the depth of this team, and it's actually looking again like I, there's there was a couple guys that I was slandering early on in the season, Dennis Smith Jr. And uh, they were on sharp, and they they they've looked good. Uh, they on sharp, looking look, looking like a actually decent backup big. Um, and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, a pest on defense, and I, I just don't want him to take set, uh, like ill advised shots like on offense. As as long as he does his work on defense, like he he that's actually part of the experience. That's part of the, that's why we even have Dennis Smith Jr. on this team. <laughs> yeah, because he was our he was our priority signing apparently. Yeah, you saw Mikael Bridges after the game basically say they asked him about him and he he co-signed him like yeah, uh, he's a dog. But right. yeah, um, I mean he's yeah, I mean there I, I like what Mikael said. He want, wants winners on the team, and I think he co-signed on that, like you said. And uh, yeah, I mean th- this is going to be a tough test, the West Coast trip, um, and we'll go over it. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, but let's go to you in the chat. Appreciate everybody pulling up. Uh, my my boy Rihala said. Uh, what did Rahala say in the chat? He said, uh, there was a talking Knicks. Yeah, once upon a time, there was talking Knicks before there was a talking Nets. And I just went and looked at their Twitter. They have a tweet that went out on December 8th. So I guess they're still tweeting and covering the Knicks. But I don't think, oh, yeah, they're even putting up video highlights. They're, they're still keeping that Twitter active for 6,000 followers. But I don't think they actively do the podcast because, I mean, let's let's – Let's connect the dots here, folks. John Boy Media is a baseball brand. When they originally started, they had Talking Knicks, Talking Nets. Talking Nets took off a lot more than Talking Knicks. But as they took off and expanded, they don't really do basketball. They don't do hoops. Who do you go to John Boy Media for with hoops? They have John Boy Media football. uh, But John Boy himself couldn't tell you anything about the NBA and basketball. So Talking Knicks that had, I think, BBD, Jake, and some other people. Um yeah, they no longer exist. But yeah, Nets World. Nets World. Let's see. Um, I still don't trust Jacques Vaughn. I still don't trust the Jacques Vaughn. But I reserve my judgment before All-Star break. I mean, it is what it is. I think at this point, you know what to expect from him. You know what you're getting from him. Oh, I didn't even notice that. They throwing money in the chat. They throwing money in the chat. D-Rock, $5, said, we can, on- we can only close tight games if Jacques Vaughn trashes his philosophy of helping from one pass away. Next seven games is a major litmus test, win five out of seven. Now, that that's probably where we're going to start talking about what's coming up because that's 100% like spot on. As we're talking about you know Jacques Vaughn and trusting Jacques Vaughn, you know late in these games when certain guys aren't on the floor and certain lineups are out there, whether guys are hurt or healthy, you kind of know what you're getting at this point. Uh, you have no choice but to trust Jacques Vaughn, and it's not a mystery. The mystery is, will we pull it off or will we catch the L? Find out next time on Basketball Z. Uh, what do you think 
about Jacques Vaughn? What do you think about the rotations and, you know, when it gets late in games, closing these games out? Like, the Nets are rebounding this year, and I clearly can see that that has been a focus. For years, the Nets couldn't rebound, and it's not like we have, like, one dominant guy like a Mitchell Robinson or a Julius Randle that gets all the boards. They're they're doing it together in the paint. I mean, we had that game um, that just passed with uh, – it was the Atlanta game with Dayron and Claxton both having a double-double. Um, oh, no, it was the Wizards game. Wizards game, um, yeah. But, yeah, Alex, what do you think about Jacques Vaughn, his rotations, closing games out, and just replying to what D-Rock said? Appreciate the five bucks. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 closing of the games, or just closing of quarters in general, has just been a struggle every I, – I, I think I said it before in a different episode, saying, like, we basically play 10 minutes a quarter because the last two minutes, I just – we somehow give up runs. Um, and – but it was very refreshing to see Mikhail hit that game winner. I, I thought we were going to lose, to be honest. Uh, I thought we were going to, I thought uh, that Trey on dagger was going to be it. Uh, but I was happy to, I was happy to be wrong because there, there, there has been times where Mikhail uh, had, had a couple shots to, you know, win the game uh, a couple times last year as well. And this year we had like a couple, you know, the Cavs game with Cam Thomas as well. We need to figure out who our closer is going to be. I don't know who the main guy is. I actually, uh, like Dinwiddie in, in his first stint, he was really clutch for us in a few games. Um, he can he can do some stuff. Cam Thomas hit a game winner against the Spurs in his rookie season. Um, and now Mikhail's coming along. So, yeah, uh, the rotations and, uh, and then the rotations – um, it, it's coming along. There's uh, not a lot of injuries now. I mean, we know that Ben Simmons is out, uh, but now like just Lonnie Walker, he's going to miss the uh, West Coast trip. Uh, I don't know. Is, is Dennis Smith Jr. traveling with the team? I know Lonnie Walker isn't, but I, I don't know if Dennis Smith Jr. is uh, traveling because he's out for tonight's game. Um, so we'll see what the rotation will look like. It'll probably be something like Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, and Daron Sharp off the bench. We'll probably Trent and Walford probably get some minutes. Um, and, uh, and it was really cool to see what the guys were talking about. Harry Giles, he got some minutes against the wizards as well. Uh, so, uh, and they, they have a, like, you know, next man up mentality and that's a, that's good to see. So here is the, uh, well, actually let's go back. Um, you were talking about the Hawks game. Mikael Bridges had 32 points in that game. Um, Big plays down the stretch. Iron Man, Mikael Bridges plays every single game, plays hard. You could tell that the Twins wanted that win. Like you said, you thought that Trey Young and those guys were going to be able to close it out. It was very similar to the first time when they got us. No, nah, we figured it out. Dorian Finney-Smith, I mean, for what he is, when he when his shot is on, it's on. It helps out big time. Dennis Smith Jr., quick hands, steals, tenacity on defense. Uh, probably wants to be more of a shot maker than he really is, but whatever. You know, on a night where, you know, Cam Thomas plays 27 minutes, only has six points, other guys got to step up. Now, Cam Thomas has his respect out there. You know, now they're looking at Cam Thomas when they look at the Nets and they're saying, let's neutralize him. Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm not mad at what Spencer is in the absence of Ben Simmons right now. Spencer is adaptable. Uh, he's doing what he can. I mean, from that to, to this, the next game, the Wizards game, he had 14 assists and a big shot. Uh, Mikael Bridges with 21 in the Wizards game. Biggest thing for me, like I had just said, was in that game, 
you get Claxton going for 13 points, 15 rebounds, and then you get Dayron Sharp going for 15 points, 11 rebounds. Those two as a tandem, you know, not long ago we were talking about how do we figure out how to play Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton on the floor early on in the season. Folks felt like Dayron Sharp was getting too much run or not finding it. I'm cool with, uh, you know, where they are now. We'll see what happens with um, – we'll see what – I'm blanking now. What was I about to say? Oh, yeah, because Dennis Smith Jr., we'll see what happens with him. I mean, the injuries have been hitting this team. Uh, Lonnie Walker, you you miss him, but they're figuring out ways to win games. Cam Thomas had 17 that night. Um, all in all, like, a lot of guys are chipping in. A lot of guys are getting it done. Cam Johnson that night only with seven. I feel like it depends on the night with Cam Johnson, bro. Like, I know we had to, to sign him and keep him because of the package deal thing one and thing two with him and – his boy Mikael Bridges, but I feel like he could be a better player or should be a better player. Uh, I feel like I saw glimpses of it with the Suns. Like, remember when they were playing the Knicks and I think Julius Randle poked the bear? He turned it on that that night. He he has it in him, but uh, it's just not a consistent every night thing. All right, before we start to you know look forward, because I got to wrap this up by 3.30, let's hit the chat again. Uh, Slizzy says, I don't think the sudden chatter about the Nets trying to make a trade splash uh, or I don't like the sudden chatter about the Nets trying to make a trade splash. Let them cook. They're playing good basketball and are fun to watch. I, I second that. People have called the radio station like, yo, you know, who should the Nets get, Keith? And I'm like, I don't know. And, like, right now I'm cool with what they have. They have picks. And I think lurking in the background is Sean Marks waiting for his time. But I don't want – actually, now like I'm looking at the Bulls and everybody's talking about Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I don't want, I don't want those kind of guys. I don't want them added to this team. Keep going. With what you got? What do you think about the trade chatter? It it, it never stops in the net, Nets world. The trade machine is going 24-7, 365. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's always going to happen. But I, I said earlier in the season that maybe we should uh, get a big package for Dinwiddie before the deadline. Now I'm sort of leaning towards Royce O'Neal, probably just because we have a lot of guys like him. And I think we can get a first-round pick for him. And I think a lot of contenders will probably try and get a guy like him. Um, and I feel like we can just uh, fill that void if he were to be gone. So I'd actually keep Dinwiddie till the end. Did I hear that the Mavs wanted Dorian Finney-Smith back? Uh, th yeah, there are murmurs, but I, I just can't see that happening again. It's just I don't know if the contractually it would work or what they would give us um jared says the net should be 16 and 4 i feel you but like alex pointed out hey some of them other games go the other way it is what it is you can't really you know say all of them they should have won they win some they lose some but that's going to be a major sticking point as we get uh deeper in the season because i think they're going to be on the cusp cusp of the play-in playoffs i don't even i, I think they're when i'm looking at the east right now i don't think that they're missing the play-in like I, I don't think they're missing i think they're going to be able to compete and be on the cusp of play-in playoff team um but they just got to keep going and, and stay healthy let's see cannot forget alex shout out to alex respect his depth insight about the nets appreciate that greg because some people pull up and they act like they don't know the boy they act like they ain't never seen him now he was producer last year he's co-host this year get familiar with the guy he works at wfan odyssey with me and he's a co-host of talking nets y'all gotta just read you see like right right in the corner it says his whole name right there <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. I just saw a comment. Just wanted to shout out uh, uh Greg just put in the comments uh talking about Vince Carter calling the first game with Ian Eagle, which is fun yeah. to see. 
uh, gave them a small tribute, which was nice to see, and uh, and uh, standing ovation, and uh, that was that was really cool. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I, that night, I went to WFAN wearing my Vince Carter jersey. It's funny. I just saw a comment. Some girl was like, "Is that a Richard Jefferson jersey?" I'm like, "Look at the number, bro. What are you talking about?" It's a Richard Jefferson jersey. And it's 15, not 24. But um, yeah, shout out to VC. That's his first time. He said coming back to the arena um, after playing. Like the last time he was there, he was a player, which is crazy. Uh, shout out to Meg Triplett. I had Meg Triplett on WFAN with me. She posted this nice cinematic iPhone pic of Birdman, Iron Eagle with VC, Vince Carter. And they gave him a nice little tribute. They gave him a nice video montage. And I feel like it was long overdue. I feel like you could have retired this guy's jersey if you really were thirsty to do something like that. I know that's a reach. But at the same time, like um, Vince Carter, Vince Sanity, like he was a beloved net. And uh, if you wanted to do a Vince Carter night, we've been talking on on Talking Nets about a Vince Carter night since Talking Nets started. So it was just good to see him um, back in the building. Good to see them just have him be a part of the legacy, have him be a part of the fold. I know he played for a bunch of teams, but he's a broadcaster. And um, I know he was on NBA Today last year for a little while. And I guess he didn't renew over there because they got Perk and they got J.J. Redick and they got Richard Jefferson. They got enough NBA players, Malika Andrews over there. But um I, I like I like the look and I didn't think he was I didn't think he was bad. I, I didn't it wasn't like I was raving about him on the call the little bit that I heard because I, I ended up driving in to the city and, and I was listening to Capper and Carino as I do a lot on Brooklyn Nets radio. But shout out to Vince getting on the call. I hope that they do more with, with VC and the Yes Network. Yeah, it would be kind of chaos if uh, RJ joined the joined the crew, like uh, like them and him and VC together. I feel like that would just be absolute chaos. That's just, a good idea, though. Just going them together. They'd be cutting up, though. That'd be that'd be too much comedy. They'd be they'd be clowning there. Let's see, uh, chat before we look forward at this West Coast trip coming up. Um, Dayron getting some love, Jared. I like how Dayron Sharp is playing so far. Uh, Greg said, I believed in him since he got drafted in 21. You heard me when he got drafted. I'm like, if Roy Williams is saying that he thinks you're going to be a Hall of Famer, speaking of Vince Carter, who played for Roy Williams in uh, UNC, or did he not play for Roy Williams at UNC? I think Vince might have been there before Roy Roy Williams. Um, Vince Carter, Tar Heels coach. I think he did. I think I think it was. He played he under He played under Dean Smith. Okay. for three years and then bill guthridge yeah so i was right on that sports brain i'm like hold on i think vince was there before uh roy williams came in but roy williams says he thinks that dayron sharp has the talent to be an nba legend so i guess we're starting to crack the surface of it let's see bro dayron is not only our backup big he just made clacks trade bait for that nah not yet <laughs> for that perfect star of i'm not i'm not ready to trade clacks just yet um Nets right where we expected them to be, and that's with losing some heartbreakers. Yeah, all in all, I can't be mad. Should have beaten the Hawks twice at Atlanta, right? And that should be 15-6 and six, uh, on the second game against the Hawks, right? So that's what I was saying after the Hawks game. I'm like, they. I think I tweeted out, they are identically mid. Like, the fact that there was 43 lead changes, I think they said that had never been done or something like that, not in a crazy amount of years. It's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, let's see. I saw Will Simmons was in here. Yep. What up, Will? Will says, what up, fellas? 
just got off work perfect timing uh nets family what up young black what up um there was one more i wanted to see before we hit the future that shot miguel did in the hawks game was a kd type of shot I mean, we he's got a lot of the K- KD mid-range stuff in his bag. He said KD was his favorite player. And when we saw him last year, we were like, yo, um, some of them moves look similar. We've seen that before. Trey Young was fined 25000 for inappropriate comment on the ref in which the ref for the record deserved. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. It's happening in the NFL. It's happening in the NBA. You can't call out, out the refs, right or wrong, whatever. You can't call them out. All right, let's see um and some love vc over rj uh vc dunk all all over alonzo morning classic yeah that was in the uh montage vince carter with iron eagle friday night was good yes yeah, a good change of pace shout out to sarah kusta shout out to noah eagle um but yeah give me some more give me some more vince carter all right so let's let's lock in man you know, you got to stay up late at night. If you get off work or whatever, I'm up every I'm up every night anyway. These games actually work better for me because, like, I told y'all for my job, I have to watch the Knicks play. So, like, that's the worst. Like, I want to watch the Nets, but I got to keep eyes on both games to be able to talk about both. But if the Knicks are playing in Eastern Standard Time and the Nets are playing out West, as we have coming up, I can watch the Nets as a standalone. And I think it changes my – um my work schedule too so coming up we've got sacramento phoenix denver golden state this is not going to be easy at all it's not going to be easy at all um going going back back so they go to Sacktown to face the kings they're no slouch the suns they're no slouch the nuggets are the world champions the golden state warriors you know their pedigree i'm not predicting anything i, I know d rock said win the next five out of seven I, I I don't know. I can't I can't latch on to um I don't know. I don't know. I will be pleased if they they shock the world that they win some of these games. What I will say is after that, there's a stretch of facing the Jazz, the Knicks, the Pistons back to back, the Wizards, the like the Nets will be fine. Survive this West Coast trip and and they're going to be fine the rest of this month and then you know the old saying basketball doesn't really start till christmas day like get to christmas day without a big losing streak or without losing more games than you win and we're going to hold because the east right now is very tight there are a bunch of teams just one or two games away from each other in the standings what do you think about our chances going up against let's see the um the sacramento kings who are 12 and 8 they're holding in sixth place the Phoenix Suns are 12 and 10, right under them in seventh place. The Denver Nuggets are 14 and 9 in fourth place. And the Golden State Warriors are 10 and 12 in the 11th spot in the West. Yeah, I think the Warriors and Jazz games we should win or our best chance to win. Um, I, I know the Nuggets have been struggling the past week because, uh, like, Jokic had a couple of bad shooting nights. But I think when they're at home, they're just – they've only lost once this season. So it's going to be insanely tough. I know we – I think we actually beat them last year at Denver. Um, so maybe we could try to repeat that, but I, I doubt it. Um, the two one, the two teams that are going to be the toughest test, or at least like on the same level as us, is tonight against the Kings and the Suns uh, with probably Bradley Beal back. 
because uh, he's playing tomorrow night as well um, for his first – or for the for the big three to play together for the first time. Um, I think that the Kings game is going to be very fun to watch. Uh, we kept it competitive when they came here. Um, I think now we have more continuity. So I think three and two is something we should aim for. Uh, I think I, I would I would take that I, five out of the seven. That's that, I mean that that would be amazing. But um, I I just checked what the next what the two games after those five this five game stretches and it's uh, the Knicks and Denver. So um, I, it's going to be tough. I, I I let's just stick to these five games. I think it'll be I think it'll be three and two. Just don't build a losing streak. To me, a, a streak is three. Back-to-back losses isn't a streak, in my opinion, in sports. You're streaking when you hit three. Don't lose three in a row and survive the West Coast trip. Enjoy being out West. Um, then we'll take a look at, you know, obviously we just went through those because of the graphic, but there's more than that. So, uh, boom. Um, I don't have included the Kings game, but it's there. Let me move this banner. The Kings game is before this. Then you get Suns, Nuggets, Warriors. Then after that, you stay out west. It wasn't included in that graphic, but they face the Jazz. I think they can beat the Jazz. Uh, beat the Jazz. Come home. Everybody welcome you home from the West Coast trip. You face the Knicks. Knock them off. They won't have Mitchell Robinson. We don't know if Jalen Brunson is going to make his uh, foot ankle situation better or worse. Then they got the Nuggets, who they already faced out west, You know, coming back home. So maybe they can get them on the uh, you know swing to New York. Pistons. Right there, where I just seen um, in the chat, <laughs> I think Jared was like, we can't lose to the Pistons. Or, bro, we cannot lose to the Pistons. No one is planning on it. So back-to-back games with the Pistons, the, you know, um, road and away series. And then you got the Bucks, but then you got the friendly Wizards, the Thunder, the Pelicans, as we end this year going into next year. All right, as we end this podcast, man, I got to hit the voicemail. Um Let's see here. I think we have a few voicemails. I probably should have started the voicemails earlier because I got I got to get out. But I always want to make sure I get you guys on. Let's see. I think we have three. Okay, no, we have two because uh, somebody called and left a voicemail twice. It happens. It happens. Your first take might not be good. You need a second take. I, I'll play the second one. Let's see. This is the first voicemail, though. I think this is uh, this might be Big Fan Breezy. Big Fan Breezy, we got to get you physically on the show. Hey, what's up, Falcon Nets? It's Joel. Oh, this is Joel. Uh, I know Keith is in a good mood today because the Cowboys won last night. How about but enough of that? Uh, I just wanted to talk about how everybody left Mikel Bridges uh, out to dry, and your boy is killing it now. Everybody was so worked up and nervous about how slow Versardi came off uh, to – and now all of a sudden he's back to being Mikel Bridges. Uh, next Twitter needs to calm down with all these trade proposals, know. trading away all our futures for guys like Kyle Kuzma and Jeremy Grant. Uh, other than that, uh, continue to do what you guys do. Love the show as always. Talk to you soon. Bye. Shout out to Joel Bird's Eye View. I don't know if you're in the chat yet. You know what it is? And I said the same thing on the air about Julius Randle. NBA fans, the NBA made this whole in-season tournament because they feel like Fans are not locked in on the beginning games of the season before Christmas. I said, I don't believe in that because people that watch the NBA, we're watching the opening night game. And then after opening night, we're watching league pass. We're watching the rest of the league. We start watching the game. You know, with that being said, fans overreact to the first month and a half, two months of the season. Like, 
These guys are hoopers. Let them get a flow. Let them get reps. Let them get rhythm. Let them get back to playing the NBA game, right? I, I also was talking about how Mikael played for Team USA. They're doing a complete different thing for Team USA than he's coming into right here with the Nets and Jacques Vaughn. So I, I never looked at him as a, as a one. I know he wears number one, and I know that sometimes he can be the number one scorer and playmaker, but he was always a, a, a Robin to a Batman or, or you know, like a role player or a side guy. And I know, he just, I know he has the talent. He just needed some time. So I wasn't really overreacting about that. It was good to see, like, if he needs to be the leading scorer on any given night, he can. Uh, D-Rock again, making it rain. Kings and Nuggets in Denver may be L's, W's otherwise. It's hard to go into the whole light the beam situation and, and get a W out of there. We've seen the Nets do it in the past, but not with this kind of Kings team. Um, it's tough to go beat the defending champs in ball arena with the altitude and the, you know, the, the breathing out there. So I don't know. I'm looking for competitive games. And if they get to the fourth quarter and there's minutes left and it's uh, only a couple points, they could steal some games potentially um let's keep playing the voicemails though shout out to joel uh for showing love i apologize fellas i had to call one more time it's rahala i apologize rahala. yo real quick yo i forgot to say this in the first voicemail can y'all please stop talking ill on my man jock vaughn jock vaughn is coaching his ass off that's all i gotta say jock vaughn is coaching his ass off he's getting the most out of these players, including Cam Thomas, who everyone want to kill him on Next World Twitter, killing him that he don't play Cam Thomas tonight. Like, bro, he's getting the most out of all these young men. Jo all right, well, now I feel like we got to play your first voicemail, too, because I thought you were just going to do a review or a, a redo. But clearly, <laughs> there was something that you said in the first one that this was a response to. Let's play them both, then. What up, boys? It's Rahala here, bro. Hope you guys are having a good time out there, y'all. And enjoying, enjoying the show every day. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, so the other day I went to the Magic game uh, two Saturdays ago, right? And uh, my 10-year-old my son, we were watching, and uh, he was seeing Mikel Bridges cooking, especially in that first quarter. And he was like, yo, Dad, Dad, Mikel Bridges is that dude. He's that dude. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he is. Like, yeah, man, like, like Katie, what? Like, I don't even miss him. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know you, you tend to forget about the big three, right? So, like, I'm just saying, Mikel Bridges, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him, man. Like, is he KD? No. Will he ever be KD offensively? No. No. But the dude is himself. He's him. You know what I'm saying? He's one of one. The man, the man wants the, the ball in his hands in crunch time. He takes the tough shot, and he makes them. And he makes them, man. All right, that's enough. But, yo, you get the gist. I will say that, right? For the kids, man, that have come into this Nets world, and kids don't know everything, but they know who puts the ball in the basket. For the kids that felt like, damn, we lost KD, we lost Kyrie, I don't feel like this current Nets team leaves you feeling like we were left with absolutely nothing. We have some hoopers, we have some ball players. they're competitive, they're winning more games than they're losing. And then with Jacques Vaughn, it just is what it is, bro. I don't think Jacques Vaughn, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. I don't think Jacques Vaughn can can win over the full fan base. But I'll say this, Steve Nash was coaching this team. I'd much rather have Jacques Vaughn. Joel pulled up, throwing money in the chat as well. Brooklyn Bridges is everything Brooklyn is. Grit, yeah, Brooklyn Bridges. It's good to have a guy like that. It's good to have a guy like that that 
is a defensive player, a team guy, plays every day. I repeat, iron man, plays every day. You can't, right, when you compare KD and Kyrie, they miss almost half the games that they were eligible to play. And I know KD had missed a whole year, so that throws off. Like, if, if you count that out, he played a little bit more. But it is what it is. Mikel Bridges ain't missing games, so you can rely on him. And kids that come to the NBA games looking to see the stars, if your dad brings you to the Magic game, he's playing. If your dad brings you to the Wizards game, he's playing. In the past era, one of those guys wouldn't be playing. You know, they'd be in street clothes. But, all right, that's all I got, folks. Alex, any final words, anything you want to say to put a ribbon on this one? Uh. I, I, I'm just, I'm not like hating on Jock Vaughn. I'm just like, I feel like you're allowed to, you're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, no, I I felt like you're not alone. You're not. Just search Jock Vaughn on Nets Twitter. Like it's just that we, we should be a bit better defensive team when we're average to below average. Um, but yeah, I'd rather have him than Steve Nash. That's not even a question. Right. That's what I'm saying. Just think about where we were, bro. We were literally out there with, Steve Nash trying to figure it out as his like, come on, bro. Steve Nash had the superstars and the talent. And like Rahala just said, you don't really miss the big three. No, I don't. I I I barely I barely saw them. How can you miss the big three? They they played less than 20 games together. So um to think that we got out of that time as Nets fans that was so hyped up and was so uh you know just polarizing and and attention driven and um, to think where we are now, where we're kind of flying under the radar, but we're winning games and we're developing some type of identity and team chemistry. I'll take that. All things considered, I'll take that. And I appreciate where we're at. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Again, make sure you subscribe and hit like on your way out. If you're not already subscribed, follow Talking Nets everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. I think we have a Twitch, no TikTok. I, I should get us on TikTok. Maybe I'll use my own TikTok. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back after the next couple games. Appreciate y'all. That's it. Anything else in the chat? I mean, shout out everybody in the chat. Joel, Rahala, Jared, Greg, everybody that pulled up. Big fan. Breezy, I ain't see you, but I know you're usually in there. Will Simmons as well. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got, Alex. What you got? See you next time. (laughs) Hold on. Joseph said, I don't understand the reason for in-league tournament, to be honest. I think it was an overwhelming success. Um, I think it was a success. I think the NBA can only improve that. And I think that they're happy with what they did this last uh, month or so to uh, increase the eyes and attention. I bet you we hear some numbers on those games. And what they saw was their players actually hooping early on. What they saw was fan bases coming alive and wanting to win. And what they saw was they want Vegas to be a hub for the NBA. And now they actually have a tournament that will be played in NBA, um, be played in Vegas in the NBA moving forward. Um, my, my friend Big Zoo from WFAN said it should just be called the NBA Cup and not the in-season tournament. I agree with that. We yeah. we know it's in-season. Like, you don't have to call it the in-season tournament. You don't have an out-of-season tournament. You don't have a national tournament. You have the NBA playoffs and then the finals. Just call this the NBA Cup. And um, I think they should add some type of incentive outside of the money. But congrats to LeBron. Of course, LeBron and AD, they got that Mickey Mickey Mouse ring, that Mickey Mouse uh, 2020 bubble championship. Now they got the NBA Cup. The jokes write themselves. Um, They probably won't win the finals this year. And uh, people will just laugh at that. But, hey, put another. Michael Jordan never won the in-season tournament. Michael Jordan don't got no NBA Cup. 
All LeBron fans got another leg up in the MJ debate. <laughs> all right, we're out of here, yo. That's all I got. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn.